so I used to look forward to dying. Yeah. But recently, a thought crossed my mind. Well, I like where this is going. A bunch of millennials are going to die, and they're going to ruin heaven for everybody else. I, I didn't expect that to go there. I'm glad it did. I, uh, I, I don't know how to process it, though. What makes you think they're all going to get into heaven? Not all of them, just enough. Just enough? Statistically speaking, I think enough will get in. I feel like heaven's got to have, uh, like, like uh, backup plans for shit like that, right? Because by that logic, there are people from the 1950s in heaven, and they're just like, I wish all these black people weren't in heaven. Yeah, but I can get along with them. Oh, okay. I'm not black. <laughs> <laughs> this is opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. <laughs> Take that, leave it to Beaver. And yeah, I, I, uh, hey, how we doing? <laughs> this well, is a we good open. We want to capitalize on it. I, I, I'm laughing a lot already. This is pretty good. So before we get started on the show, we have a little bit of stupid this, this week. Yeah. Um. I if my notes are right, this is episode ninety-eight. Oh wow! It might be ninety-seven. I got I got to look. Um. But we're coming up on the one hundredth episode. Should we try to get Richard on for one hundred? That would be fun. Technically, he's already been on because you called him the one time and asked him about Homestuck. Yeah, but he didn't even know he was on. So I know, and that's why it's funny if that's the only time he gets to be on the show. I wonder if we can trick him for a whole hour. That would be hard, and also the audio quality might not be good. That would be great, though. He listens. Um, He would know, unless he stopped listening. So, for episode 100, we're going to do something special. Okay. So, if you go over to... um, i got to send you the link, too. But if you go over to opinionsarecheap.com, you can pre-order one of our 100-episode special t-shirts. We have opinionsarecheap.com. And we're going to be oh wait okay so we're we're unveiling the shirts now. Uh, so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce the first one. Okay. The first one it's just the logo and it says one episode 100 special. Um, but it looks really nice and we'll celebrate this journey together. Uh, Chad, do you want to show off the next shirt? Yeah, yeah, it um. It's it's really cool. It's got a it's got a, some some nice you know the opinions are cheap colors, uh, which are are blue and red because we're like we're like team red versus team blue, go good old rooster teeth, and uh, it has a very bold slogan that I think all of the children and adults can agree on is a true thing, and it says ISIS. That sounds like a you problem, which is just so true. I'm gonna wear that one at Thanksgiving. I want to wear that one to Thanksgiving, too. We'll be matching, even though we'll be in different Thanksgivings. But we'll be together in spirit. Reminds me of Joe Dirt, when he's just like, I used to look at the moon and think my parents were looking at the moon. It's like, we were together looking at the moon. It's like, yeah, we're like David Spade, Joe Dirt. Yeah, I like David Spade. I do, too. I remember, that was a fun movie. Did you see the sequel? No, I didn't know they made a sequel. It's so bad. There's a part where, like, he has a comeback to somebody, and literally the footage stops, and, like, the CGI glasses drop down, and Impact comes up. This is deal with it, like an internet meme. Oh, no. It's the cringiest stuff. That's horrible. So, speaking of cringe, um, we also got some of our old shirts. We got Find Me on E621. Um, We also got Mondays Are God's Revenge. 
<laughs> and we're running out of it, but we have, I'm with Obama and there's an arrow pointing to the side, but also a little bit up because I'm shorter than him. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I like the, I like the E621 shirt. I think I would wear that to Comic-Con and see how many people gave me high fives. Probably a lot. I think I think that one would be pretty popular. The, the image is a little explicit, but if you can get past security, I think a lot of people appreciate it. Certain things can go in penises. It's called sounding. It's a legitimate fetish. People need to get just deal with it. And if they want to learn more about sounding, they know where to go. Yeah. So, like uh, Chad, how was your day? My day was all right. I was supposed to get up at 5 today to go to a meeting at 6, and then I got a text at 3 in the morning telling me not to get up at 5 to go to the meeting because it was canceled, so I didn't. Went back to bed. It was great. And then I got up and got to work, and it turns out the meeting wasn't canceled. And everyone was like, where the fuck were you? And I was like, the, the, the one dude told me not to come. Why did he text you that? I think because he, he's the plant manager, and so when he didn't show up, he just kind of figured everyone else would cancel the meeting because he wasn't there. And there's like, no, we can have this without you. Well, that's kind of fun. It, I guess I guess it was a lot of people arguing for an hour, and so I, I feel a little bad I missed it because that would have been funny, but also I'm glad I missed it because I didn't want to get up that early. So my new job does not have nearly as many meetings, and it's like I kind of appreciate being able to work again instead yeah. of literally dedicating four hours out of every single day to meetings that I don't need to be in. But I also kind of miss some of the drama. <laughs> yeah. It was it was fun to like zone out and go, is this really going on every single day? There's so much drama where I work, and I'm thankfully not part of any of it as, any of it as far as I know. <laughs> That's good. I try to be nice to people and agree with everybody, and then when I have to make a decision, I just like, well, that might, might I have to go with that person because they're above my, my direct boss. You know, it's like, there's always someone else to blame. So also, speaking of blame, yeah, blame. Um, you picked a good topic for this week. Yeah, we we've been meaning to talk about Harry Potter for a little while. That is the topic, right? I I didn't think so. Oh well, I thought you were joking. Oh, is this like so that you, Homestuck thing again? You keep doing this. You'll say something like, "Hey, do you want to talk about that classic child uh, book series?" And I'll say, "Yeah," and then you'll say Harry Potter, and I think you're joking. And then well, we never clarify. What what book series did you think I was talking about, Cameron? Stinky Steve? The fuck is Stinky Steve? What do you mean? I've never heard of this. Who wrote it? Everyone's... Okay, you, <laughs> you don't believe in Stinky Steve? No, I'm going to go there's with like E621, and I bet there's no fan art of Stinky Steve. Oh, actually, there might be. You... I, <laughs> this was written by P.T. Evans? Nope, no, um, no, no fan art for Stinky Steve. Wow, that's weird. No, I bet there's fan art for Harry Potter, though, and that's so, how you're going to know. Stinky Steve is like, there's four books in the series. There's Stinky Steve, book one, a Minecraft mishap, and that's the one where he's he farts so much that they banish him from the village, and then a witch gets him, but then he farts so much that he kills the witch and escapes. And then there's Stinky Steve, book two, a Minecraft superhero, where Steve has been able to harness the power of farts um, and save the day. And then Ask Stinky Steve, book three, Letters from Minecraft Fans. Uh, that was a that was a crowd pleaser. And I go to Stinky... Amazon and type this. Is this an actual thing? Yes. And then I don't Stinky believe Steve, you. Stinky Steve, book four, versus the Burpinator, a Minecraft battle. 
That's the one where he fights Alex, and the the series kind of trailed off there. Like I, I think everyone agrees that was the bad one, and they stopped making them after that. See, the problem is, is, is you lie to me and tell me the truth in pretty equal measures, and so I have no idea when you're not. And this is actually real. I thought you gave sent me a, a, a fake book cover, um, and you didn't, and I'm upset. I'm sorry, but I love the cover for for book three where it's Ask Stinky Steve because he's sitting at a table like that um, Change My Mind guy with a stack of papers. Like, he's very professional while there's like a plume of farts coming out of him. So the the first sentence to Stinky Steve, the first book, is, but what's going on with my pigs? Do they know something I don't? Their diet hasn't changed. Are they sick? Afraid? And it's a picture of a duck. (laughs) (laughs) This is what inspired a generation. No, it didn't. No one read this. This is stupid. You're dumb. Okay, we can talk about your stupid foreign books. I don't want to. Okay, I don't want to drag you into a conversation you don't want to have. Thank you. The first five star review for this is my son doesn't like to read much, but loves Minecraft. Like most <laughs> little boys, he finds bathroom humor hilarious. Great for a beginner chapter reader. He read this one and wanted book two, which we purchased because he had found books he was interested in reading. Seven people found this helpful. There's no joke here. It's just a thing that happened. Oh, Amazon reviews are the best. Um, every year, Stuart Ashton does a uh, an advent calendar, and it'll be something like, here's the Mega Bloks advent calendar or the Dollar Store advent calendar or something stupid. And one year, they did three of them. They were all so bad. Like, they were missing parts. They were breaking. Like, some days, it was like a cardboard cutout was the prize. Like, it was just really awful. And then at the end, when when everything was done, they wanted to compare which one was the best. But part of the judging process was they went to Amazon to read the Amazon reviews. And they all got, like, five stars across the board. And they're trying to figure out, like, who's writing these five-star reviews? So they're reading the five-star reviews. Almost everyone was like a grandma who was like, I bought this for my son. I hope he enjoys it. And it was like, you know, two months early before Christmas. So she wasn't yeah. reviewing the end product. It was like, I bought it. Five it, stars. <laughs> I bought it and it showed up. The transaction is complete. Ah, uh, Amazon. Anyways, Harry Potter is book series I like a lot, but also has problems. And I'm an adult and an alcoholic and i feel like all of these things together could make for at least 10 minutes of conversation before you do something stupid like watch Ren and stimpy is um is there like wizard alcohol they have like butterbeer and fire whiskey and i know fire whiskey has actual alcohol in it and i think butterbeer must have some because the, el- the little tell. elves can drink it and get and get bucked up I, I don't know. It's weird because in the movies, they kind of downplay it because in some countries, underage drinking isn't acceptable. Right. But I feel like they intentionally leave it vague, and I don't remember it being described in the books. The books largely treat it almost like a soda, except when the house elves drink it, and then it's like, oh, Winky's been drinking lots of butterbeer, and it's like, yeah, but there's not, like, that shouldn't be a problem. It's like, well, Winky's only, like, four pounds, Harry, Mr. Harry Potter, and it really hits hits the house elves a lot. It's like, oh, I guess there's alcohol in that. But it could be like, I think there's like trace amounts of alcohol in like Sprite. You know, like, not enough to do anything, but enough to be like a preservative or something. That's a bad elf name. Don't quote me on that. I didn't make up the names. I don't know. I never heard of this book before you brought it up, so. 
you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do this to me this show that I've been looking for. I've been reading all the books in preparation for this show, and also because so, I wanted to. So I want to say there's like there's something funny behind the scenes here because, like you said, you you sat down to reread all seven books so that we could do this special. Yes. I promised. Oh well, yeah, you're doing that. I'll do the easier thing and watch the movies. You didn't, I didn't watch bother. the movies, did you? I didn't. I didn't even finish the most recent one. <laughs> I've seen I've seen the other movies multiple times. I feel like I have them pretty much committed to memory. But Fantastic Beasts two. Yeah, but that have, one sucks. We don't have to talk about that one. I but I want to talk about it real quick. It was okay. so it was so hard to follow the plot that I kept daydreaming about other Harry Potter movies and other stories that they could tell in Harry Potter world and other things that might be more interesting than what's going on. And halfway through the movie. Uh, my dog like walked by and I just followed it outside and I like pranced outside in the sunshine for a bit and forgot a movie was playing. <laughs> like it's like my brain turned off and I became an animal. That is a great way to watch that movie. I so which sucks. I really like Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Oh yeah, but then they don't write anything intelligent for him. He has a couple neat moments, but it's like his I plan. Think... I I feel like he has an overarching like evil plan that he's working towards. But most of his steps along the way, it's like he'll just randomly kill something to remind the viewers that he's a bad guy, but you don't understand his motivation for it. Well, because you know? in book seven, you find out he's sort of like wizard Hitler and that he wants he wants uh, the wizards to control the muggles for what he calls the greater good. Like, that's his Hitler slogan. Hitler was like, kill the Jews, and, and Grindelwald was like, for the greater good. And one of those has got a better ring than the other, to be honest. Um, but then Dumbledore I- defeated him. I hate how uh, the opening scene is like Grindelwald's in prison and they're doing a prisoner transfer. And then Grindelwald shows up to break himself out of prison because it wasn't really him. It was his like one of his followers pretending to be him in prison. And so See, I kind of like that because it's out. stupid. Well, I, I think the sequence is neat, but it's also like I feel like for the greater good, maybe you let that one guy go. <laughs> like it, he, he as a character is inconsistent. Yeah. And I feel like they could have tweaked one or two things, maybe given it to a screenplay writer and not a book writer. Yeah. Um to like spruce up a bit. And if it was just a little more consistent, I wouldn't have so many problems with the movie. I almost think But it's bad. <laughs> I almost think the problem with the movie is that they're like, We're gonna do one about Grindelwald and then stuff came out about Johnny Depp that he's a piece of shit and they're like, Okay, what if we cut a bunch of Johnny Depp out of this so people aren't as mad? We'll make it about other stuff. And we'll just, all the B-roll we'll throw in the movie and try to cobble something together. Because he's barely in the movie and his name is in the fucking title. Well, it's also like, it's called the crime, the, yeah, the crimes of Grindelwald. It's called, no, the full title is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, colon, The Crimes of Grindelwald. The crimes are vague and don't seem to be a plot point most of the movie. He kills like three people and then smokes weed out of a skull. Yeah, but also like a lot of in these movies, a lot of people seem to get killed. So not that murder is good. <laughs> yeah, that's a crime. But it's also like the title implies. What if there's it's like for a... the greater good, though? Uh, so anyways, that's <laughs> that movie. There's not enough beasts in it. And there's not enough Johnny Depp in it. And if <laughs> if if the critique of your movie is not enough Johnny Depp, then you really fucked up. Yeah. So, 
we can we can drop that nail in the coffin. Let's talk about Harry Potter. So the problem is, is that I read I've, I've read the books again. I didn't take any notes, and I didn't plan any of this out other than I'm gonna crack a beer before we begin we begin and start drinking it really fast. And that's where we are right now, 17 minutes in. So I don't know where to start with Harry Potter, and I feel like the lazy way to do it is just like rank the books in the order I like them. But I don't know if anybody cares, and that's too listical. Well, that's a that's a way to address it, though. Let's go ahead and start there. So my favorite books are the. Are I'm the sorry, last two. real quick. I have to I have to chime in here. God damn it! Um, after Stinky Steve ended, they started a new series called Diary of a Farting Creeper. See, you're saying things that make me want to die now. You're welcome. I, wanna... I did that. Oh. I, I, I showed you that, right? That I, I turned that into a poem for a creative writing thing that I wrote in 20 minutes while we were playing Overwatch. And I got I got a second place vote from someone. And I got more votes than, than a couple other people. Nice. <laughs> I was like, guys, do not do not encourage this. This is horrible. So that was fun. We talked about that on the other episode. So if you don't understand that, listeners, you should listen to the previous episode. Yay. Or literally anything else. <laughs> Anyways. My favorite Harry Potter books are the last two. And I don't know if I like six more than seven or seven more than six. I like them pretty equally. I feel like they're the books where the adults are the least stupid, and that helps because I'm an adult now. Also, six is really good in what it does with Voldemort. It's like, hey, let's do a deep dive into the main villain, because up until now, he's basically been like the scary snake man who kills people for no reason. Let's let's build him as a character, and like we have to research him to figure out how to kill him. I think that's really cool. There's a good mystery there. The Horcruxes are fun. Uh, I like Slughorn. There's a lot of good shit in book six. I like the very ending of seven where like it, it kind of jumps to the future and <gasps> Harry's dropping off his son. No, no, no. The epilogue fucking sucks. And then and then he's like, uh, he's like, a junior, um, I named you Albus Severus Cedric Diggory Dorbus Flingor Blobby Potter because when I was your age I got bullied a lot and it gave me a lot of character so good <laughs> luck and he pushes him in front of the train <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's basically what happens <laughs> I wish they cut that for the movie they had this opportunity to avoid the misfire and and let the let the snobby fans go. Well, in the book, there's an epilogue that shows even more, and then leave fans hoping for more movies. But instead, it's like instead of leaving you wanting more, it's kind of like, well, that's done. What if we put a a seventeen year old and forty year old makeup? That everyone wants to see that. I love how the in the very first movie, there's like a troll that attacks the bathroom, and it, that CGI troll looked more convincing than Harry Potter in makeup. <laughs> Remember when the troll attacking the bathroom was, like, the big thing to be afraid of? And then you yes. get to, like, the end, and it's like, shit, there's some power creep in this. I Well, I remember, like, in the first one, it felt like um, there's stuff that could happen, but it's almost like a normal school, where it's kind of like, uh, oh, we have to go to class on time. That involves walking through the hallway. Yeah. And then it gets to the point where everyone's like, well, I can just time travel to my um my doppelganger and swap places with That's them only if I flick my hand. Cameron. No, it's just like everybody has tremendous superpowers where it's like I'll turn into a flock of butterflies and learn all the schools. We um, they get the Marauders map and it's just like now Hogwarts isn't a mystery anymore because we know everything and we know where everybody is. 
which he gets that in book three. And so that's like, I feel like that's pretty early to start taking away a lot of the mystery out of Hogwarts. So I feel like the Harry Potter thing, and this is part of G.K. Rowling's uh, writing process. She didn't have like book seven cemented in when she wrote book one. This is how like some Dungeons and Dragons games go, where at some point when the party's level 15, the DM is really like, I really wish I didn't give him that sword. Sure. Because they use the sword to let, that can cut anything in half to solve literally every single puzzle. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, that, oh, be- there, was a, there was a great story I heard of um someone made a... It was a rod that if you magically put it in place, it would stop and it was literally immovable. Yeah, my brother he has played D&D and like the DM gave everybody that and was like, "You have there's these puzzles you have to solve with this. But then they were being like, well, what are other stupid things can we do with this immovable rod? Right. So I feel like you're supposed to use that to like substitute a ladder Mm -hmm. or to hold up like a little box or something. And I heard these amazing stories of people abusing that. Like there was a part. Killing dragons with it. Well, somebody went to like another dimension where there were miniature planets and they literally upset the orbit by leaving a rod in front of one of the planets (laughs) to affect like the gravitational pull. To, like, kill the demon that was, uh, like, abusing the sun or something. That's amazing. And it was, like, the DM was, like, I have to award them for the creativity, but also I threw out this really epic story that is, like, you know what? You guys are just going to break it anyways. And I feel like we did that with Reluctant Stewart. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, we'll see. We've only had a couple sessions with a minute. So, power creep is a good thing. Power Um, creep is interesting because... Someone once compared Harry Potter to Dragon Ball Z, and at first I was really huffy and offended until I thought about it for like four seconds. It's like, oh no, this, yes. this, this is pretty fair. Did you see Dragon Ball Super yet? No. Or a, a Resurrection F? It every, Everyone's like, these are all bad, don't watch it. Except the people I don't respect who like it. I'm just like, oh, well, that guy's no, got bad taste. good. Really? Y- you, you should watch the movies. Is there a Team Four Star Bridge? Um, I don't know. Because if there is, I'll watch that. They, there's a part at the end of Resurrection F where literally Goku and Frieza are fighting, and then someone pulls out a gun and shoots Goku and kills him. Oh, yeah, we've, we, we've talked about this before. And it's like, I I feel like that Harry Potter analogy is really similar, because I, I feel like at any moment someone's going to pull out a gun and shoot somebody. I don't think like, they could stop that. I Well, I think they... <laughs> They magically can. They have barriers that deflect bullets or whatever. Cause they I have think... to take a muggle studies class because no one knows anything about muggles. Half yeah. the wizards, if you pointed a gun at them, they'd be like, what is that metal contraption? I have a wand. Then you just shoot them and they'd be dead. You're like, fuck your wand. And then he holds up the, the shotgun. He's like, this is my boomstick. Yes! <laughs> I... I, you're right. I hate the uh, I hate the guy Harry's dad, not Harry. Um, Ron, Ron's dad, where he's like, "What's the use of the rubber duck? What's the function?" And it's like the the idea that they're so removed from society that they don't know how muggles work is really charming, except for like all the sequences where it's like they're they live in the same city, yeah, and they're on the same roads, and they <laughs> it's like at any moment. You could choose to not take your wand out and just walk to a target and see what goes on in a target. Like, it's not a mystery. There's a there's a thing where his his greatest ambition is to learn how planes work. And that motherfucker could go into a library yes. and figure that out in half a day. 
And, and like, then he would have no more ambitions. And why is that an ambition? I don't know. It's supposed to be charming, and it is in the moment until you think about it. And that's, like, everything wrong with Harry Potter. I love, um, not to, not to sidetrack again, but did you ever see that Saturday Night Live skit with uh, Daniel Radcliffe on it? I did not. He did this terrific bit where... <laughs> They, it's like it's um the new kid's first day at Hogwarts, and Professor McGonagall is like showing the the younglings around, and it's like and and you know, Gryffindor house, uh here's your hallway, and and then like adult Harry Potter is there, and it's Daniel Radcliffe like dressed like Harry Potter, and it's hey guys, you know welcome to Hogwarts, it's me, the, I, I'm the savior of the world, I'm Harry Potter. And, like, everybody at the school is tired of him because he just keeps hanging out at the school. Because <laughs> that was, like, the highlight of his life. And there's a part where <laughs> where Malfoy shows up. And and he's like, Potter. He's like, Malfoy. And Malfoy's like, so how are you doing? He's like, I'm doing fine. Are you doing something evil at the school? Like, no, I'm dropping off my daughter because she's old enough to go to the school. I heard... Uh, you were outside, you know, pretending to make Quidditch sounds and you know, imitating the sound of applause while you ran around in the field by yourself. And he's like, I can do whatever I want. I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> and just Daniel Radcliffe is so talented. He does such a great comedic take on how sad it is. <laughs> nice. I'll have to watch that. He's he great. really sells it. I, I love him. I listened to a, a Nerdist podcast with him a year or two ago. He was in, um, I can't remember what movie it was. It was. Not Stephen King, but uh, Joe Hill, his son, had written Horns. It was the name of the movie, which I never saw. But he was in that movie, and he was just like, I did, I made my career on Harry Potter. I've basically peaked already. I can do whatever the fuck I want if I think it sounds cool or fun, and really, money's not an option. It doesn't matter. So, he's, he's like, I'm in a really good place, because I can just, like, act and have fun acting, and if I want to be in a play, I can be in a play. I don't have to keep chasing these, like, $100 million movies. I've already done that. And like it's 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 like this weight off his shoulder that he doesn't have to do these giant blockbusters anymore. He can just do whatever he wants. And he seems like a really cool dude. Yeah, kind of looked out. Mm-hmm. I remember. I think it was after the fourth movie. It's like the contract was technically for four movies, and the the plan was like, look, we can't realistically just like hope that this kid grows up to be a good actor. We got to like recast at some point. And I remember thinking, like, well, I wonder who the next Harry Potter is going to be. Because, like, they had to change directors. They, they had to change Dumbledores. It's like, yeah, there's going to be recasts. How few recasts happened really amazes me. Yeah. They they ended up committing to it, and I feel like it paid off. My big question is, what happened to the kid that played Ron Weasley? Because I don't really think I've seen him much in anything. I think he made enough money to go, like, yeah, I'm done acting. That's um, fair. He bought an ice cream truck and he gives out ice cream to kids. Ah, cool, good for him. I don't, I don't know if he still does that. That was a while he ago. He reminds but. me of um Freddie from iCarly, where you're just like, what happened to that kid? He's not in stuff anymore. And I feel like the other like Miranda Cosgrove and like the lady that played Sam, like they still act and, and made for TV movies. But like Freddie doesn't need to do anything. He's probably like, I'm good. I, I can join Ron and, and hand out ice cream. And I want to write this fanfic now. I picture I picture him coming home to his studio apartment and there's like this like fat shirtless guy in there. He's like, Gibby, what are you doing here? He's like, Gibby! <laughs> I like how we're supposed to... <laughs> this podcast we do is so fucking stupid. <laughs> we are just the dumbest group of people. 
So, th- this is super, <laughs> this is so weird. Everyone should listen to our iCarly episode. If you're a new listener and haven't gone back, that's one of our good ones. Yeah, it is. It's a great episode. iCarly's great. So, I'm trying to find the clip. I'm I'm seeing pictures here, but I can't find the clip. So, before, um, before the final movie aired, like, we, I remember how, like, there were so many people in the theater. It was, like, packed. And before it before the movie started they had this behind the scenes thing like looking back at this long legacy of movies like this this is the eighth film over a long period of time like more than eight years because they weren't really annual and it's like uh part of what they did was they showed the first test read of the three kids together and the test read was like a year and a half before filming for that movie started so they're even younger and it was kind of creepy seeing like how small they are (laughs) Because they're, you can recognize them, right? Um, here's Harry. At least you can recognize them. But it's like here's these like little kids wearing Halloween costumes, and like Hermione's like overacting because she's just like, obnoxious little girl. It's like the the book says the spells are the power of the stone. Oh my god, he looks like he's like six or eight or something. I don't understand children. Yeah, he's like eight. And it's like, how do you cast based on this test read? I don't know. And then also, what are the odds that it works out for eight straight movies? Yeah, they've really lucked out. They really, or maybe it was magic. Oh, there we go. Have you um, you've been watching the Jenny Nicholson videos, right? I think you. Yeah, she was your class face. She's fun. She she's talked about Harry Potter world, the, the 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 amusement park, a few times in her videos, and how. Disney was going to get it, but they didn't want to make a, a Hogwarts Express that goes into the theme park. And so the other part was at Universal, which is like, fuck, we'll do it. And that's basically why Disney lost it, is because is they didn't want, like, another train at, at Disney World. Mm-hmm. And they could have had they could have had Harry Potter as their franchise, and then they got Avatar instead. I watched that video the other day. It was very entertaining, and also 50 minutes long. And I was like, why am I this. No, I love to have that video on in the background. Um, like while I'm doing Warcraft or Warframe or War Zone or Warlands or War Tanks. Or Warlock. I'll have or Warlock. I'll have um I okay, I'm making up titles at that point and I literally I can picture the logos for each of those. <laughs> I things. know, right? I hate life. I wanna make a um, game called Warlock. So <laughs> But if I shoot locks, it felt funny. Like it's not. It's like L O C H E. Oh yeah, for with like sure. a curl, and it's like it's warlock, but it's like a good wizard. Mm-hmm. And you have to fight the bad. That you have to fight Inceptor. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I never been to the Harry Potter land at Universal. I haven't either. I'm I'm very fat, so I don't fit on the rides, and half the rides involve spitting in your face. And the last time we went. I went to the Shrek 4D thing, and in the beginning, donkey spits in your face, and the chemical they used to simulate donkey's spit literally burned my eyes, and I couldn't see the rest of it. Oh, God. And it's like, I don't want to come back. Um, But I watched a video of the Hagrid ride, and it's actually, it's a cute little roller coaster. And it has, like, sequences. Like, there's a story to it where you, you get in, it's a roller coaster seat, but it kind of looks like a little, um, it's being led by Hagrid's little bike. Okay. And it, like, revs up like a loud bike, and it takes off. And it's like, okay, they actually capture the speed and the feeling of flying around with Hagrid. 
and there's voice lines of like you fly through the woods and you see the spiders and um and actually well there's a cool part you fly by Cerberus so it's kind of oh, cool really? it's like oh look at this animal and look at this thing you're flying over here and then you like end up going backwards and you end up through the woods and it's all dark and Hagrid says like oh it's too dark uh, you gotta light it up R- repeat after me Lumos. And like everyone on the ride shouted Lumos, and then the the forest lit up, and there was a giant spider there. Oh, that's cool! And it's like you know that's the kind of stuff that's fun <laughs> that like people to participate in it. Um, that's cute, you know. My my issue with with all of this is after watching the Jenny Nicholson videos and her talking about like the wait times and the costs and the expenses and all that stuff. It's like, why why does anybody go to a theme park or an amusement park? It seems horrible. I love it. I love dark rides. I just more, I don't want to wait. Than roller coasters. Do you really wait like four hours to get in there? No, because like you're like, oh, there the line was four hours long or whatever. Because they well, have like okay. a thing. Here, here's the thing. Um, during peak times, there are moments where things become congested. Like I don't know how often do you drive on the freeway? Not very yet, because I don't like so, it. California roads are weird, and there's an there's an art to it that I've realized mimics amusement parks. There are intricate pathways, and sometimes there's congestion. And the congestion is an exponential problem. So if there's one part of the road where there's like a merger, and people don't feel like cooperating at the merger, that adds a good 15 minutes to everyone's commute. Sure. For a five-minute problem. Like, it should disappear, but it just doesn't. So at amusement parks, like, okay, Disneyland... There's kind of the best rides. So when the park first opens, people tend to go to Star Tours, Indiana Jones, or whatever the newest thing is. They'll go there first, the line fills up, and it's like kind of crowded. So like the the five minutes after it's opened and people walk in and see the lines, they go to Plan B. Plan B fills up because everyone thinks Plan A is going to be the worst. So for a while, Plan B is the worst part to go to. Okay. Eventually, those people will migrate to Plan A, and Plan A, like the the you know big ticket rides, those are the worst lines. Eventually, by the afternoon, those kind of dissipate out, and things become a little more even. So there's like an art to navigating this stuff. So okay. people that are really into amusement park rides, they don't wait the four hours. They get the fast pass. They plan out their thing. They know where to go next. If you're just kind of casually saunter into the park and just like, I guess I'll just go on that ride. It seems popular. You're going to waste a lot of time. Okay. And see, I don't want to have to do research, but I guess I'd probably have to. Well, I don't think it's a matter of research. I think you have to just look at something and go, oh, that has a 60-minute wait time. I'll come back later and just do something else. Okay. You can feel it out. Part of it, too, is cost because I know it's not cheap and the, the swag you can buy is not cheap and... I mostly just want to get drunk at this point, and so it's like, I could do that at home. I don't need to go to Harry Potter World. I could just oh, read the books. There's, there's more fun places to get drunk anyways. Right. Um, I know today... Jenny's talked about, like, like, the, like, you can go and get your own wand, right? And it's this experience where you talk to Ollivander, and he makes you a wand. But at the, at the end of the day, you're paying, like, 30 or $40 for him to give you a plastic stick. And it's but like, it's I, magic. I can't. I got a stitch and it talks to me just can't do it it's fun that's a bottle of whiskey or three cds or half a video game well here's the question can you afford one bottle of whiskey 
or can you afford two bottles of whiskey and you only need one? I feel like that question is entrapment. Well, I don't have to answer it. It's an open-ended question that everyone has to ask themselves before they buy a plastic wand. Because, I mean, obviously at the end of the day, you're paying for the experience, right? That you get to, like, pretend that you got a wand like you're a wizard. And I just, I can't do it. I just don't work that way. Yeah, see, I'm way into that, like, cringe fest, so sign me up. Do you remember that Harry Potter game that leaked? There was, like, a, a test footage thing. Oh, God. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it kind of was. I I vaguely remember it because there was a lot of, like, cool ideas. Was this some kind of, like, MMO, but with Harry Potter? Or I think it's not with it, Pokemon. It was... It kind of looked like, actually, like a Souls game. Like, not literally that hard, but... Dude, if From made a fucking Harry Potter game, that would be... Gnarly. But, like, a single-player kind of, like, you run around and you gotta solve the mysteries and spooky Hogwarts, and you make your own character... I'm watching it again. It's like, <laughs> there are these neat set pieces where it's like, wow, you can walk around Hogsmeade. You can see the troubadour. Visit the floor flab. Sure. There's a thing. Um, but there's some very impressive effects where like a bridge is collapsed and you just like wave your wand and then all the bricks like fly together. It's like, wow, that's so cool. I would. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be fun. I don't know. I... It, it got me thinking... Like, ideally, what would a good Harry Potter game be? Oh, God. Because I don't, I don't, I tried that, <laughs> there's like that Hogwarts RP on uh, Gmod. I just don't care. I don't want to go to pretend school. No. I like the idea of the magic world, but I don't want to actually play like an MMO kind of thing where you have to grind up levels to learn spells and oh God, no. go to the raid or whatever. It's like, I, I, that takes away some of the fun. Like, I don't... I almost feel like my ideal Harry Potter game is that, like, it's the rise of Voldemort, the Death Eaters are coming back, and you're playing, like, an aura in the Ministry of Magic, and you have to do, like, wizard police stuff and, like, find Death Eaters and get information out of them. And it's just like, do you, do you use the Cruciatus curse and, and torture them, or do you use the non-torture method to get information? You know, oh, just, no. Like... No, no, no. You know what you just made me realize? Hmm. It should be a lot like, um... Arkham Asylum. Oh, yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be, um... What's that one prison? Azkaban? Azkaban. Um, it could be a lesser one, I guess. Like, you might want that one for the name recognition, but I don't think there's room for adventure there. Because I feel like Azkaban's whole pitch is that the security actually does work. Yeah. So, I feel like if there was, like, a different situation where... It's a it's a house. There's a it's a castle. It's a little lower security, but it's good enough. But something's going wrong. You got to investigate. That might actually be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think I think that'd be cool. And like, you don't actually ever go to Hogwarts, but maybe you go to Hogsmeade. Like, while the Hogwarts kids are at Hogsmeade, you know, they're on the field trip or whatever. So you get just a taste of the school and like the things you see in the book. But it's largely the bigger world that the book is always like. No, this is a huge world. There's wizards everywhere. It's like, yeah, let's explore that. Let's do something completely different than what the books or movies have done. You but know, we can reference things enough. One of my favorite little moments in the, the first Fantastic Beast movie was when uh, they mentioned going to school and they had like a school rivalry. But I was like, oh, you went to Hogwarts. Uh. And it's yeah. like how how people talk. And it's like, you know, I, I want more of that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that's fun. There's such a fun, like, 
beastry in Harry Potter that it would be cool if, like, whatever game this is, like, the boss winds up being some giant monster that you see in Fantastic Beasts. It's like, oh shit, he, they unleashed this on the city, I have to stop it, or whatever. You know, I'm actually kind of curious, I want to try that Pokemon Go game. Oh, the Harry Potter version of it? Yeah, what is that called? I, I have no idea. I'm typing Harry Potter. Oh no, I got 5 million results. Ah, that's oh, magic. Well. Is it called Wizards Unite? Maybe. That's the one. I will install that now. Um, I I like things about Harry Potter. I don't know that it's my favorite world. I feel but like I get excited every time. It's like, oh, they're going to make another movie. It's like, oh, wow, really? I want to see it. I feel like the older I get, the more that feels like the thing. Where, like, at one point, I used to love Harry Potter. I got to grow up with the series and be, like, the same age as Harry every time the new book came out. That was fucking cool. But there's so many weird holes in the world and the characters and everything that it's definitely not my favorite anymore. But it's still, like you said, it makes me really excited. Like, like I will see whatever next Fantastic Beast movie comes out, even though it might not be any good. Like, I don't, I won't give a shit. I want to be... I want that experience of being like a little bit in the world because there's, because the music is so good. I fucking love the Harry Potter theme song. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, love. John I just want to hear that. I I don't know. It, it's such a weird, simple thing. Like, there's seven books. There's always something to really like about each book, and then there's something to kind of not like about each book. And it's hard to be somewhat objective about like, is this a good book? Is this not a good book? Like, Rita Skeeta is a fucking awful character. I wish she didn't exist because they don't do anything really good with her. They do a and little bit in book five. It's kind of funny because you, you mentioned it early in the show, but it is a kid for, or I'm sorry, it is a book for kids. Okay, maybe this is hitting me harder than I thought. Yay, beer! Yay, beer! Um, what's it? Uh, Sobrous, it'll drink some warm. <laughs> it worked. This is a series for kids, yes. so it's hard to really judge. I I love how dark the final movies get. I I I love. There's this very short YouTube video where um it's the ending of the first movie, and Harry little little baby Harry Potter's in bed, and Dumbledore's like like oh Harry, you had quite the adventure, and and you almost died, but then you didn't because of what you have there, your magic. And Harry's like rubbing a scar, and he's like, uh, "Like, oh, the the spell that my mother put on me." And Dumbledore's like, "No, Harry." And then it cuts to all the other movies where they're like yelling and exploding, and it's like, "I hate you! I'll kill you!" There's like all kinds of stuff, and it cuts back, and Dumbledore's like, "Love." <laughs> It, it's one of those things because I guess uh, J.K. Rowling was trying for a particular writing style when she wrote the wrote the series, uh, based on like another British kids book that I've never heard of or read. And what was driving me nuts when I read the first couple of books is how much passive voice there are. It's always the character was doing this, the character is going here, the character was doing you know a lot of was verbing, and instead of just like Harry looked, Harry was looking at you know, and it drove me. It's just like this book. You could you could cut like so many words out of this book by using more action verbs. Like, what the fuck is this? And I feel like as the as the series progresses, she does that less and less, to the point where like you get the last two books and you're like, oh thank God, they're actually written like normal fucking books. 
I think that might be another big reason why I like 6 and 7 the most is because I just feel like the writing is more adult. Also, when Dumbledore died, that is a really fucking sad scene. Like, I knew it was coming because it's like, oh, the Snape kills Dumbledore. That was like a huge thing when it happened. And it's still when it gets there and, and they have like his funeral and Harry makes the, the concession. He's like, I'm not going back to Hogwarts next year. I have to kill Voldemort. And it's just like, oh my god, like, the, the emotional rise out of that is, is really fucking intense yet at, you know, 30 years old. I I do like that scene, and I like the the level of drama. Like, I feel like character death is important, but character death where it's a beloved character, where they've only been helpful, and they're part of the family in a way, and there's, yeah. like, so much baggage, or it's like, if Dumbledore died in that first book, it'd be like, oh, wow, I can't believe they did that. But after the years that you've spent reading these books, there's like, there's a connection there where he it always deep. has the answer. Yeah. And so it leaves the world feeling darker in a very real way. Yeah. Um. Did you see the, the Tamers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 where Sonic Underground goes to Hogwarts? No. It's delightful. I, is it? Um, I don't believe you at all. Uncle Chuck kills Dumbledore. <laughs> and it's not because he has to, because it's like a magic curse. It's like he's literally just a, an asshole about it. Sure. And the the ending is, uh, it's it's very, um, I want to say cinematic. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can put it into words. But it's this weird thing where I'll watch this as a parody, and it's like, oh, this is really funny to make light of the drama, the, this huge twist. But then when you watch the real thing, I'm able to like appreciate the scene without thinking of parody. Yeah, like there's other stuff in Harry Potter where like the first movie, I can't get that um that cartoon out of my head where it's like Leviosa. Oh yeah, Leviosa. Stop it, Ron. Stop. <laughs> And I love that I love that Snape voice. Ah, uh, it's a good cartoon. And so I laugh when I watch that part of the movie. Yeah. It makes me think of that. But I feel like the, the Dumbledore scene is handled very, very well. Okay, I want to go... There's one more thing I want to touch on that, that involves character death while we're still, like, actually on topic of this. Is that, um, book five, when Sirius Black dies. The reason that's not sad is because every character in that book... The reason book five is bad is because everyone acts like a fucking idiot. I think the plot progresses because no one wants to tell anybody anything or be logical or smart about anything. And so someone ends up dying and it's like, because you're all fucking stupid. Sirius gives Harry Potter that freaking two-way mirror thing so they can converse whenever. Doesn't tell him what it is. Doesn't do anything. Just hands it to him. Like, this is important. We Don't worry. We'll be good. And Harry's like, I can't open it because if I use it, what if what if Sirius comes and he kills himself because he's an idiot and I can't trust him because he's an adult? And it's just like the, it's horrible. It's such a, it's so stupid. There are things I love about Book Five. There's some really good stuff in Book Five, but God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're imperfect. But that I one's more still... imperfect than the others. Yeah, but I do think there tends to be more good than bad. Yes. Like, Harry Potter as a brand is still neat, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some people that take it, like, really seriously, and they're not as cringy as other people that take things too seriously. That's fair. You know, they don't have a fan base that I actively avoid. Like, if, if, 
if two people went up to me, one one person was like, I know everything there is to know about My Little Pony, and the other person was like, I know everything there is to know about Harry Potter. I'd want to talk to the Harry Potter guy more, even though I know a shitload about My Little Pony. Because, <laughs> you know... I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like I would I would step in and ask how much these people know about Sonic Underground. <laughs> <laughs> Just try to one-up them. It's like, it's the kind of one-up where nobody wins. <laughs> Yeah, um, you're, I can see that. I've so I, I I was rereading. He is a good boy. I need to fucking read that. Goddamn it! Um, after I finished it, it's like I want to read more, so I went back and read all of Gun Show. Oh yeah. Um, actually, I wonder if those are numbered. I'm curious how many of these pages he did. Um, Gun Show, Gun G. Uh, so <laughs> there's 900 Gun Shows. Jesus. So I I reread the whole thing. And one of my favorite ones, I completely forgot about it, but there are these running characters called the uh, the Anime Club, and there's this one kid who's just super annoying, he has this like, curly hair, and he's just so smart about everything, because his opinions are right, and everyone else doesn't have taste. Doesn't he know that opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad? He does not. <laughs> and so there's this great comic where he's an adult, and <laughs> he says something... Okay, so the first panel is just a close-up of him, and he says, No, Mom, they're called Graboids. Tremors is the name of the movie, but the canonical in-world name for the creatures is Graboids. I don't know how many times I have to explain this to you. And as, I just as learned he's talking, thing. What? I just learned. Is that true? Yes. But <laughs> So as he's saying this, it's like zooming out, and he's at his father's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and his mom's like like more can, can we talk about this later it's like like mom i i gotta explain this to you now or you're just gonna embarrass yourself in front of everybody again <laughs> <laughs> why can't more humor be like that that should be an acceptable joke you should read good show dude i'm surprised you read don't a, read these i should read a lot of things okay well i'm almost done with harry potter because i actually have like 80 pages left for the for the last book i didn't finish Woo! it for the show and I have I have a lot of options on what to read next because I'm supposed to read Monstrous, and I have the uh, first ten issues downloaded on my computer. That's a that's a comic book published by Image. For those who don't know, I don't know anything Yay. about it other than it's good. I want to read He Is a Good Boy because you've been telling me to. I, I started it, didn't finish. I need to actually finish it. Um, I should probably read Gun Show because that sounds pretty fucking funny. I bought a I bought a book from Barnes and Noble like two months ago that I haven't read that I should probably read. I have a lot of things to read, <laughs> and you chose to read a children's book instead. Mm-hmm. I chose to read a children's book. Well, do you have any more closing remarks about Harry Potter? Um, I want to punch Ron in the face. See, the thing with Ron that's interesting is Ron is actually not that annoying in the books. The movies no, make him not. worse. No, that's the thing. He's fine. Yeah. But I feel like there are, like, dweebs that you could pick on, and I kind of want to pick on Ron. Because That's fair. He, it's like, you know, maybe, maybe you know, share the love a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I get, I get that. Uh, closing remarks. You're poor. The, <clears throat> the, wor- <laughs> the worst thing any of them ever did was not take Hagrid's uh, newt class for care of magical creatures when they were in their sixth year. Like, he's your favorite teacher, even if he's not good at teaching. He's, like, your favorite person at Hogwarts that's a teacher. And you Why didn't take you his take class. class. It's stupid. Why? 
Why wouldn't they take his class? Because they're just like, oh, we got to take more important things. And also, he's not a great teacher. No child has ever said that. Exactly. That's the fucked up thing. I was in college, way older than any of these kids, and I was like, I'm going to take this guy's class because I like him, and he's going to give me an A regardless of how much effort I put in. And that is freaking Hagrid. Oh, I love... um, Do you remember that Robot Chicken skit about how the spells are, like, very sensitive? Mmm, that sounds familiar. Like, Neville's there, and it's like, Wingardium Leviosa, swish and flick. So he's there, and he has this wand, and he's like, Wingardium Leviosa. And then, instead of the feather floating up, his hand turned into a chimpanzee's head, and it bit his face off. (laughs) And Harry's like, what the fuck? What? what?" It's like, oh, you gotta say the words correctly. They're very finicky. And then you go to, like, potions class, and somebody, like, explodes. And it's like, what happened? It's like, oh, we probably put in half a drop too much. And it's like, that's it? We're just, we're making chocolate milk. It's like, yeah, but don't add too much. <laughs> and so, like, Harry and Hermione, they, they drop out of wizard school, and they go to, like, normal school where it's safer. And, like, Harry's in the back of the class, and he's, like, getting, like, bullied because it's, like, this, like, very urban school. And there's, like, gang violence and stuff. And, like, and he's like, where's Hermione? He's like, oh, you didn't hear? She killed herself because we were making fun of her on Facebook. And then they all start laughing and high-fiving. I like the idea of magic being that finicky. It's so dangerous. Like, most people just don't want to use it because they don't want to accidentally kill themselves or, you know, lose limbs. I feel like that's something to file away for, like, story idea. I love, there's a there's an item in D&D called the Book of Wonders, or the Deck of Wonders. And it's a deck of cards, and you draw whatever card is on top, and whatever it is has a random effect. Okay. And they're grossly random effects. (laughs) Like, it can be someone play the cookies or teleport to the fire dimension. Like, you don't really know. Sure. And I love the idea of that stuff, where it's like, hey, do you really want to (laughs) gamble? Like, having an ace up your sleeve, where it's like, you know what? It looks like we're going to die, so we may as well do this one. Um, I kind of like elements of randomness where it's a risk to do. Yeah. Well, like, there's a spell in WoW. Um, Shadow Priest's got this cool spell where they, like, succumb to madness and you become Cthulhu-ish. Yep. And it drains your health. Or, no, it drains your madness. You have, like, a sanity meter. And when your sanity runs out, you just die. But your damage is doubled while you keep it active. And so it's this weird thing where there's a point in the raid where it's very worthwhile to do it and it was like so effective because people figured out the right time to do it that people were just bringing in like all priest groups and destroying the boss before they could even like get to the next phase and it's like I kind of like when stuff like that can happen yeah I just like the idea of like being in this life or death situation so you're like I'm going to use the deck of wonders and see what I draw and it's just like your dick is now 8 feet long and then it just grows really big, and then you die. <laughs> I picture that happening. And then someone and then preserves just... it in, like, clay, and it's in a museum, and there's, like, the orcs one. They're like, look at this giant dick we got off a human before we killed him. I picture the wizard, like, drawing the card, and he reads it, and he can feel it, but no one else can, like, see. <laughs> and so he's, he just kind of, like, nudges somebody. He's like, hey, hey, check it out. And he holds up the card. <laughs> and then they die. <laughs> Oh man, the um, the creative writing challenge, the new one, is is literally chance as the topic, and so I'm just like, ooh, a spell where someone gets a giant dick before they die, <laughs> that could be really funny. Oh, I'm not gonna do it though. I I love um, I love casino aesthetic. 
I'm like I'm very miffed that they put in a casino planet into Star Wars and then didn't do much with it. Have you been into real casino? Because it kind of sucks. I love casinos. I love the really? smell of smoke and beer, and I love the the shiny bits and the loud noises and the flashing lights and the the glitz and glamour and the, the you know you can feel energy. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard the Have you heard like the soundtrack to the Casino Planet? I, I feel not. like I don't hear it in the movie. I was listening to the soundtrack to the movie, and it's like, wait, was this in the film? Because it's good. It's like, oh, I want to go to the Casino Planet. Why didn't they put that at Star Wars Land? See, I've been in casinos before too, and I, I find them to be just grossly depressing. Just that all the old people hunched over machines, feeding in coins, and not getting anything returned, and they're just like on oxygen, and there's no there's no windows, and it's all like bright lights and and, and obnoxious noises, and it's just just horrible. How do you spell can to bite? Can. It's, oh, it's the C. Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, I want to say the Cantobite music is My Glad Space. Okay. Because uh, what was certainly not My Glad Space was the Dagum Warcraft story that came out. They, yeah, you they, seemed upset by that. They literally ended the Fourth War. <laughs> like, yes. This should be a big deal. And it's like a footnote. It, okay, so Sourfang shows up, and and he challenges Sylvanas, and he says, Argh. I'm I'm an orc. Sylvanas, I challenge you to orc duel. And Sylvanas is like, I am an elf. I will duel you. And they fight. And she is like completely... She doesn't even flinch. Like, she's literally just deflecting his blows and like killing him. And then he gets this like one cheap shot in. So she spurs out and like kills him with death magic. And then says the horde is nothing and turns into smoke and flies away. And I, I, I don't do that. I don't understand what the plot. Like, there's no story beats here. It's like, what happened? I I'm literally confused. I feel like your glad space isn't supposed to be a thing you're upset by. It's not. It's Cantobite's original soundtrack, as composed by John Williams. Okay. Well, and as long you as can, we got that out of the way. You can hear it in the Star Wars: The Last Jedi, um, Disney direct to MP3, Disney Music Vivo account on YouTube. Yeah. Bitch. I, f- I feel <laughs> I don't know what my glad space is. I feel like a lot of things is baby glad this week, which is a good place to be in. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, like like literally not having to get up at at five o'clock today was like the like a Christmas present. I literally texted my <laughs> boss back. I was like, "You just gave me a Christmas present, and I didn't get you anything." Because <laughs> I get two more hours of sleep. I am so happy. But also, like my my house is ready to be painted, everything's done. I got I, I just gotta throw paint on it now. We we did all the bullshit. Well, we did some of the bullshit. The painting's kind of bullshit too. And then I gotta get the floors in. And, but the the next step, right? Like I'm really excited because I get to be living in it soon. Or um, I don't know. My my album got put on a freaking radio station in Texas, which is cool. And then I looked at the comments, and I think the MP3 he used was faulty because they said it was, like, skipping or whatever, so I had to listen to it again on through Bandcamp to make sure it was fine. And it was. Yay! But it, they could have been talking about a different song, because the way their comments work is, like, about an hour ago. And it's like, well, about an hour ago can mean a lot of things. So I have no idea if anybody actually liked it or not. That's pretty But it cool. still happened. I like when things happen. Yeah! So those are all the things that made me glad today, and they're just... Yeah, weird little list of things. 
Well, that's good. I hope everyone out there is having a very um, wonderful fall season. Get your your pumpkin spice in literally whatever shape you want. Oh, 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 you know what? I got a second glad space while we're talking about coffee. Okay. I I went to AMPM and they had a new coffee. It was a pina colada cappuccino. Huh. Yeah, that's what I said. It's like that's a weird combo to have, but I was curious. And it was delightful. Nice. I love AMPM coffee. I I have It shouldn't coffee- be good, but it is. Trademark. Yeah. I have a coffee date with my boss's wife because she wants to talk about talk about writing because she wants to be a writer and she knows I've written books. <laughs> and I'm I'm, I'm just sorry, like, it was rude to laugh. No, no, I, I I'm like I think it'll be fun. I've met her before; she's cool. But also, I'm just like I don't know what I can tell you. Like, I just sit down and I'm really stubborn and drunk. Like, I don't emulate me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what you fucking should do. stupid you should you should tell her okay let's walk through the process and like when you go to the coffee shop like when she shows up she should find you like crying under the table <laughs> and they're like sir you have to leave and you're like i'm worthless <laughs> leave me to die <laughs> and then you type on your keyboard a little bit yeah that's kind of how it is are we done we good i'm good i, I feel think, pretty um, good I feel like we could talk more about Harry Potter, which is kind of like fun. Did, I feel like we did a bad job. Yeah, we did. We did just <laughs> a lot more to cover. So we should maybe, um, we'll revisit this soon, and maybe we'll pick a very specific aspect, because I didn't realize how open-ended Harry Potter is. We talked about games and the amusement parks and movies, and I didn't talk about the books once. Right. Um, then so we talked maybe, about Tamers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. We talked about fan art and fan fiction. Um... We went to E621 again. We should probably stop doing that. Uh, you do whatever you want. I know, the last the last comics podcast, Emily was giving me shit, because I said I was a normie, and she's like, there are two podcasts you do where you reference furry porn regularly. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah, but it's... do you want to be normie? I read Batman. Oh, wait, wasn't there... Okay, Jean-Luc said something oh. at, the, at the open of the show last week. What was it? Oh, um, that movie. Um, Ed Nonum. Ed Istra? Whatever. I went to go see that. How was it? The um the showtimes printed online were incorrect, and I didn't get <laughs> to see it. <laughs> and so I wandered the mall like reflecting, and the um uh the Interstellar soundtrack was playing in my head while I was thinking about space movies, and I feel like I saw it. It was pretty good. I recommend it. Nice, there you go. That's a good one. Um I, there was I one do... part where I got uh, tater tots <laughs> with like garlic salt on them. Ooh! So I recommend that. I want to recommend people listen to episode one sixty nine of the po- comics podcast because we got Jean Luc wrote Star Wars porn and we talked him into letting us read it. And me, Emily, and Alex took turns going every other paragraph. And if you like cringe humor or hearing us just laugh because holy shit, <laughs> there's a lot you're gonna get out of that one. I like how you address the opinions are cheap crowd by saying, if you like cringe humor, <laughs> this might be worth a while. <laughs> you know, just in case you got a an odd bug up your bum, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, nothing went up a bum. We didn't read that far in, but it, I, eventually. 
Oh, you popped another. I can't pop another because I will be hungover tomorrow. These are very um, light on the alcohol, but this one yeah. is a Scorpion Bowl IPA. Those IPAs aren't light on the alcohol. Those are usually like six or seven percent. And it says a higher. punch to the stinger. It's seven. I'm sorry. Is seven not light? No. Oh, <laughs> dude, a light beer is like three and a half percent. It's not. That's a Sprite. No, that's a that's a Miller. Ah, uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> good night.